Hello and welcome back to another episode of De Stefano Talks, Talking Scottish Football. This is episode 15. Joining me again, as always, is Lewis Laird. Lewis, how you doing? Yeah, not too bad, Stefan. Cheers. Good stuff. Uh, and Declan Hughes. Declan, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. You? Yeah. I am not too bad, mate. Just um, had a clean, fresh workout. Feeling feeling good. Sitting down to do this now, so I am... Uh, I'm doing good. Um, so we had Scottish Cup action um, at the weekend. Uh, games included Aberdeen versus Dumbarton, Celtic versus Falkirk, Rangers versus Cove Rangers, Fermarton United versus Motherwell, and so on. Um, there are just far too many games that we had to sort of cover today, so we've narrowed it down to six. Um, but just in case you're not aware of the scores, um, we... We are obviously going to cover the the scores for you. Just before we start, what did you guys think of the Scottish Cup weekend? Any upsets? Any games that you didn't that you didn't see happening? I think this round of the cup is probably the, the best round. You know, the third round when Premiership teams come in and it's very entertaining. It's obviously a bit later this year. I think it's usually around January time, so mm. the weather was a bit better <laughs> this weekend. But it's it's a bright round. There wasn't I wouldn't say there was too many surprises going about. Probably the biggest overall at the minute because obviously I think there's a game tonight between Hibs and Queen and South. But the biggest is probably Clyde beating Air. I don't mm. think there wasn't too many shocks. You know, the League One side beating a Championship side, and especially with the amount of games Clyde have had recently. You know, we've got a busy schedule, so it was a good one for them. Yeah, I was I was surprised at that because I covered the Air United Elgin City game um in the last round and Air looked obviously like a decent side. So for them to get papped out by by Clyde was it was unexpected from me. Um what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna go around the games that we're not covering, give the results, and then we'll move into the games that we are covering. So obviously Air United were beaten one 0 by Clyde. Uh Brora Rangers were beaten three one by Stranraer. Dundee were beaten 1-0 by St Johnston. Dundee United bet Partick Thistle 2-1. East Fife were beaten 2-1 by Greenock Morton. Uh, Forfar Athletic and Edinburgh City went to penalties with Forfar uh, advancing. Um, Fraserburgh could beat 4-2 off of Montrose. Livingston bet Wraith Rovers 2-1. Stenhouse Muir were uh, annihilated by Kilmarnock 4-0. Um, and obviously we have the Queen of the South versus Hibs game tonight. Um, so that just leaves us with the games that we've, we've got to cover. Um, and we'll start off with Aberdeen versus Dumbarton. What did you guys think of that game, uh, Declan? Uh, I think, you know, Aberdeen have been in a kind of weird situation now. So I think it was just important for them to get the result over the line and not get knocked out of the cup this early. Uh, Dumbarton obviously they're in the same kind of situation as what Clyde are playing a lot of games and to be honest I didn't really expect much from them but they obviously done well to keep things tight and kind of probably nearly got a result out of it but I think that obviously Aberdeen just made a few changes and then had too much for them and they'll be they'll be relieved I'd say about going through uh, what about yourself, Lewis? Yeah, I think if there was one scoring you'd guess for this game, it, it would be 1-0, you know, or even penalties to come out of this, because both sides aren't great goal scorers, especially of late Aberdeen. I think we've seen a, a common theme, you know, they created a, a good few chances, especially in the first half, but they just couldn't finish them off. And a few good saves uh, from the Dumbarton keeper, but again, 
you need to be putting these sort of things away. And, but I suppose it is a cup tie, and at the end of the day, they'll be happy to go through and get into the next round. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I think it took them to the 84th minute to uh, put Dumbarton away. But um, as you say, it's a comfortable result for Aberdeen and what was maybe uncomfortable circumstances. Because um, obviously big, cl- big clubs have went out of the Scottish Cup early. Uh, Hearts been the, the main one. So yeah, um, they, were, they were sort of fortunate, but comfortable in the end. Um in the last couple of weeks, we've seen the news that Scott Brown has gone to Aberdeen, will be going to Aberdeen in the summer. Um, what's your thoughts on it? I can't remember if we've already covered it, but um, if not, what's your thoughts on it, uh, Lewis? Yeah, I think it's been coming for a few months. It's sort of been, a, well, maybe not a few months, a few weeks. There's been a few sort of links, especially I think when Stephen Glass got announced, you, you could see it coming from a mile off because he was the one always linked. They've also brought in Alan Russell from the England setup, so I think it's a couple of great appointments, especially getting somebody like Scott Brown. You know, he's such a winner uh, for for fourteen years at a club like Celtic. You know, he'll bring a great mentality to Aberdeen going forward, and it's it's a bit of an exciting time. You know, in a summer situation, in the way Celtic that everything's changing, a sort of rebuilding away, so it's an exciting time for sure. Uh, Declan. Uh, it's definitely a weird one for me because most of my lifetime it's just been him as the captain of Celtic. But um, I'm not sure. I always thought I had an inkling that he would, he would probably leave at the end of, like this season, regardless if we got the 10 or not. But as I think a lot of people would also agree on that he like it would kind of have been good to oversee the transition that was coming. And just to have someone there that kind of has been there and done it would would have been good. And I'm, I've got to say, I'm surprised seeing him go to Aberdeen. I think it'll be so strange seeing him and playing for them and even coaching them. Um, but it says kind of a lot about his character. You know, he's fair play to him for that, actually. It would have been probably easy for him just to take the other year extension that we offered him and continued. But he, he's obviously seeking new opportunities and... If that's what he wants to do, then he can go with the full support of the the the, the of this like the fans. So it'd be sad to see him obviously leave, but I think that he's the the success he's achieved at us will, will never be forgotten. He's obviously be a legend forever. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Uh, the fact he could have taken the one year, and I think most people would maybe want him to take the one year going into that sort of rebuild, but. This is a great opportunity to fulfil his coaching side of things as well as keep playing. You know, they've been offered a two-year deal to keep playing, but he's got the coaching side of things sorted now at Aberdeen. Yeah, no, that Declan makes a great point. You know, he, he's been here for 14 years. He's won, you know, nine, well, he's won 10 Scottish premierships, Um, obviously nine in a row, but... I, I do think it's the perfect time for him to go. Um, I, I will be sad to see him go, but I, I think when you're wanting to usher in a new era at Celtic, you're you're wanting a clean slate, and that does mean that you know inevitably your captain will have to go. But you know, I, I don't think it's the last we'll see of him at Celtic. Um, but you know, wish him all the best at Aberdeen because I think he can go up there and maybe sort of re- rejuvenate them. Okay. Uh, let's move on to the for Martin versus Motherwell game then. Um, a comfortable win for the Steelmen. Uh, what did you guys think of the game as a whole? 
Yeah, these games are sort of always entertaining to see a, a Premiership side go go away to a team like for Martin, you know. In the end, they win five 0 but you just never know going into these games. It's maybe a wee bit different with the with for Martin playing so little football recently, but it's it's a great occasion for them, you know, and a really good win for Graham Alexander because these can be tricky ties sometimes. But you come away with a win like that, you'll be delighted. Uh, Declan. Yeah, I think that um, it's probably a case of like again, like in these kind of rounds when two teams at opposite ends of the spectrum meet, it's just like the Motherwell just had too much because I think the Motherwell have got they've got some technical players and they can, they can definitely hurt you and it's just been a kind of weird season for them but um, I think it was uh, they just had far too much and going forward I know it's a it's a big win and to go out and win five now is is a confidence booster but it's hard to tell whether it will be a kind of one off or going forward into the last remaining games of the league they will actually pick up and start put like putting wins together more often but um, I think pretty much the only thing you can really say in that game is that Mother were just obviously showing how they were far the better team yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, can this result sort of catapult Motherwell then for the for the rest of the season? You know, we've got the post split games coming up, or is it just simply a case of it was Motherwell with a Premiership side uh, for Martin with a is it a Highland League side? So it's just a case of it was inevitably going to happen, and it won't mean as much for Motherwell then. Um, Lewis, go for you. Motherwell in a bit of a strange position right now, you know bottom six, but I think I'd say they're safe. So I don't know if it's gonna catapult them. You know, the season's sort of dwelled out at the minute. Not much to play for. They've obviously got the games and they could have a massive effect on who goes down, but I wouldn't say it's gonna have any sort of major effect going forward. They'll just sort of plod along and keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, I think I, I think the mother will just game Alexander will be be counting down the days to the end of the season I feel like I think he's come in and it's kind of obviously they've been so used to Robinson and there's just probably a lot of things he needs changed and he'll want to have his own kind of transfer windows and start building his own kind of squad so I think it's just a matter of you know not dipping too much and just getting kind of grinding out results and getting to the end of the season and then next year he'll probably want to have a proper go at it The most important thing I think from now to the end of the season is getting the players signed up you know I think Stephen O'Donnell's, he looks like he's going to sign a new deal there. Uh, but players like Declan Gallagher and Alan Campbell out of contract in the season. So that's probably a situation they'll be looking towards as well. I did not know that Alan Campbell was out of contract at the end of the yes. season. That's yes. that's a big one. Oh, that's dodgy for them. Yeah, that is because he he does have the the potential to, to be something special, uh, if, if I'm being honest with you. Um I was asked this the other day when I was covering the Celtic game on a live um, for Pass the Mic, but I was asked about whether or not I would take Alan Campbell at, at Celtic. And although he does have the potential, um, I, I, I'm interested to hear hear what you guys uh, think on that, just as a wee side question, um, Declan. That's a, that a strange one. It's, 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 he's obviously like a really good player. But um, like it's hard. It's hard to say whether what if you were offered him a, a decent price, I suppose, with the potential that he's got, it's probably a no-brainer. 
But um, personally, for me, I think there's like a few others in that position that I'd probably rather more. Mm. Um, one being Lewis Ferguson. I know that's maybe controversial to some, but um, I don't know what it is. I just think it's personally for me. I think Lewis is is like a, a really good player. And he, he could he could go far and right to the top. Well, to a certain level, obviously, but. I think he is good, but Alan Campbell, obviously, he's a good player, you know, in midfield. He's kind of, he's fat, athletic, and he's up and down, and he's got that kind of steely kind of grit about him that's similar to what kind of Brown had. So, a lot of people do see maybe some similarities there. And I suppose if, if it was for the right price, he could probably, probably would be a not bad option, but it's just, just, we just need to make, like, Celtic just need to make sure that they, they get that kind of, their, their signings right. So, it's a, it's a difficult one, but I think he yeah, is obviously a good player with, with good potential. Uh, Lewis? Yeah, I think there's a few players in the league who you could assign that position. I think people like Ferguson, or like Ali McCann as a player as well, Campbell being one of them. I think looking at Celtic going forward, we will need to start looking at these sort of players in the Scottish League. Obviously, I think this summer's fine in terms of Brexit, but the rules will change going forward. So, this is a sort of area we need to look at with the Scottish market. Campbell would be a decent pickup. I don't think don't get me wrong, I wouldn't be disappointed, you know, if we think Campbell would be like, fine, he's a good, decent young player. There are a few at the club who I would like to see get a chance next season who are on loan, the likes of Luca Connell and Scott Robertson who are out there now doing reasonably well, especially Connell. He started brilliantly at Queen's Park. So these sort of players should get a chance, but I think we do need to add a few more in that position too. Uh, I think that is a good point. Sorry, Stephen. I think like Luca Connell, and I, I would really like to see him. I thought when he played in pre-season, he was showing glimpses of, of what he could really do. And when he signed for Queens Park, I was I know they're doing well now, but I was surprised he was he was going down to that level. I thought someone in Championship would maybe take him on loan or even an early league. I know he's not shown a lot for you for them to probably base that off, but I thought um, I was surprised when I seen that, and and I would probably. Also, I think obviously Lewis makes a good point. If you're kind of should be looking closer to home in terms of maybe giving him a chance rather than signing Campbell. But then again, if obviously he's out of contract and who knows what will happen and if you get him in a free, but look at Connell definitely looks like he's got something. Okay, doke. Um, thanks for that, guys. Um, I just I thought it was interesting because I was asked and then I, I was like, oh, I don't know what other people say, but you mentioned guys like Lewis Ferguson. And I was like, well, I mentioned him as well. I think he's a great player. So, yeah, no, that that that's fine. Um, let's move on then to a sort of explosive game. That well, I say explosive. The the post match press conference was pl- was pretty explosive. Um, but it was Hamilton versus St Mirren. Uh, a comfortable three 0 win in the end for St Mirren. Um, what did you guys think of that match, uh, Lewis? Yeah, it's a good win from St Mirren to advance. I think they might be a bit disappointed that they couldn't do that a few weeks ago and secure the top six, but there were some great goals in the game, you know, obviously it was one penalty, but the first two were brilliant strikes, you know, sort of dinked effort and then one straight in the top corner from from Dennis, but <laughs> maybe a wee bit overshadowed at the end by Brian Rice's outburst when he was uh, a bit angry, shall we say. <laughs> so I think we'll talk about that a bit more, but it was certainly a good one for St Mount to advance. Uh, Declan? Yeah, I think it was a good one, obviously, for them. And the one I predicted before the game, I just thought that like teams like Hamilton and stuff and other teams that are kind of 
at the down the bottom of their leagues they've they've got bigger fish to fry um that are coming up and not that anyone would go into a cup game and intentionally want to get knocked out, but I just had a feeling that, you know, St Mirren disappointed from from miss, narrowly missing out on the top six, they would want to come out and really prove a point here and, and they did. And as Lewis was saying, obviously it's a wee bit of entertainment when I at the end with, with Brian Rice, but it's not it's nothing to be surprised of. Um, I think he's he's got it at him. So uh I don't know if he obviously he came out and said that it wasn't never a three 0 game. I, I'm not sure about that. I think you know some men took their chances and they won three 0 and fair play to them. But um, very good win for them. Like going forward, and it'll be interesting to see how how far they can they can go in this this competition. Mm. Do you know I hate when managers say, "Oh, it was never a three 0 <laughs> game," or you know, if the goals were scored, then yeah, let's. It was a 3-0 game. Let's not pretend it wasn't. Okay, did they deserve to win it? Uh, it it's debatable. But, you know, when the goals are scored, I'm going to sound like Michael Owen here, right? And people are going to get <laughs> That's fine. But even you score the goals, you deserve to win. And and that's just the way of it. So I'm, I'm not sure what Brian Rice is getting at there. Um, it was a pretty explosive rant full of expletives. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to get into, but I just wanted to get your thoughts. He, he did lambast the referee a little bit, and does that then constitute him bringing the game into disrepute and sort of setting himself up for a bit of a an engagement with the the Scottish Football Association, the authorities of the game? Um, Declan, I think he knew before he even opened his mouth. He said, "I'm going to get in trouble for this." So, yeah. I think he knew straight away. But that, personally, I like seeing that. I think I like seeing. I hate it when it's all the cliche nonsense that they hit out with after the game and it's the same kind of things that they all hit out with, like, oh, nice three points on to next week, oh, didn't do well, go again next week, all that nonsense. So, nah, I like I like to see that. Uh, Lewis? And balling and there's a bit of good entertainment, so. Uh, Lewis? Yeah, I think I was speaking to Ben after, the, Ben McNichol who's been on this show after the game because he was there, he was working at it. And he's just like, oh my God, you should hear what Brian Rice just said. I was like, surely it couldn't have been that bad. And he sent the full thing to me. I was like, Jesus, he's he's had an outburst. Because like Declan Rice, like at one point he goes, you know, I better not get... And then he sort of pauses and goes, no, nah, you know what, I'm going to say it. And I'm just going to go for it. But uh, it was... And the way the penalty, he, he mentions the penalty that St. Martin get. He's probably got a point in the terms that these decisions are so, well, I'll say not consistent. You know, I think we've seen one at Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. The one where Frizzell, Joe Lewis pulls him down, but the ball looks as though it's gone. So you, the referee's probably thinking it's not a penalty. But then you go to the Hamilton game, you see a very similar situation. The ball's gone, the keeper takes out the striker and it's a penalty. So should he react to that? Probably not. But I think it's all just frustration. You know, maybe it is a side you want to see, frustration rather than just the cliches. And at the end of the day, as a human being, he's got a job to do, so he will be frustrated. I think it's a great thing about Scottish football is the passion comes out no matter what and although I don't think the way Brian Rice went about you know calling out the referee and you know being explosive I do think that it it was a culmination of events that have happened throughout the season you know from the officials towards Hamilton that that almost make it impossible for him not to to say anything about it and you just love to see it from a journalistic <laughs> point of view. It's something to talk about. It's something to write about. It's just, you know what? I'd love to see it every week if managers would just come out and be explosive in that sense because it makes for great reading and great talking. Um, 
let's move on. Uh, Ross County versus Inverness Caledonian Thistle. Um, <coughs> what a game, by the way. I did not expect that result when the when the tie came out of the bag. And I, I know Ross County haven't had a, a great season by all accounts, but to go down 3-1 to your closest rivals, or I suppose your, your main rivals, is um, it's something interesting to see. What, what did you guys think of the game, uh, Lewis? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting sort of dynamic because I wouldn't say in terms of the bottom of the the Premiership and sort of the top end of the Championship, it's quite an interesting dynamic because I think on their day, I think a lot of the teams in the Championship could actually beat some of the bottom sides of the Premiership. You know, there's not too much between them. So I wouldn't say I was too surprised at the result because maybe because it was 3-1, I expected it to be a, a decent game between two sides, you know, one near the bottom of the Premiership who's not doing great at the minute. Inverness, you know, they're on a bit of a roll with Neil, Neil McCann in, in temporary charge. So it was certainly an interesting one. Now, you want to see derbies in competition, especially one where they're not in each other's leagues. So to get drawn in a cup competition is brilliant. And it was a, it was a good Friday night game of football. Uh, Declan? I mean, looking back, I don't know if I'm that surprised because, as as Lewis was saying, like there's there's teams in the championship that I would fancy to beat teams at the bottom of the the top flight on their day. So, and obviously as a derby, it's got that wee extra edge on it. And from an Inverness point of view, I think that they would have thought of this is a great chance to to show what we to show what we can do and can I beat our rivals who are in the top flight. So. It was. It was obviously did make for good viewing on the Friday night football. So I think, like, it is a obviously good result for Inverness. I can't really see them doing much else in the competition. But um, I did. I think they were just they were just, you know, extra determined and had that extra bit about them and to go get the result against our rivals. And I think it was it's kind of the same as what I was saying about Hamilton. Not that like with. with like Ross County even like not even that anyone would obviously intentionally get knocked out of the cup but it's like it's like almost like a, it's a, another thing to like not worry about where like can fix your congestion and they can just focus on the league but I think obviously that result could be, be detrimental because you know that's they must be short of confidence now after after that result so like obviously Ross County will be interesting to see how they bounce back yeah, uh, that, uh, you make great points there. I was going to come on to that in a second um, about, you know, are Ross County in trouble or does it sort of give them a fixture, sort of clear out where they don't need to worry about cup games. They can just sort of focus on survival, uh, Lewis. I suppose in some way it is, yeah. You know, they can just focus on those league games. They've got a big one coming up on Saturday against Kilmarnock. You know, it could be absolutely massive and who stays up and who goes down. Facing off against the bottom six teams, you want to put all your focus into that. Saying that, I don't think one more round of a cup. Who've, who's Inverness? I've got again. They've got some. Well, maybe St. Mary. It would have been a sort of opposition they will be facing. So yeah, I'll, I'll say I think they won't. They'll be disappointed to lose out to and like that to Inverness. But at the same time, you're probably thinking we can just focus on on the league now. Uh, Declan. Yeah, just basically what I was saying again. They 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 just need to. In a way, they'll, they'll be disappointed, but now their full focus is on staying up. And yeah. That's all. That's all that they need to kind of look at, and whether they do or not. Obviously, we've had this debate before. Um, it's it's a really tough one, but um, 
Ah, it's it's just what goals. It's going on conference and now. Obviously, Hamilton have been done at the weekend. That'll be that'll be a really conference note for them, and then Ross County as well. But they've got obviously they've got their chances to bounce back, and they've got their full focus on the league now. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Mm. Okay. Um. Would you class uh, the result then between Ross County and Inverness as a cup set or um, or not? Because I do, I think it is a cup set just from the the league kind of point of view, where they're you know one's in a higher league than the other. So I I think it is a cup set, but I just kind of want to to get what you guys uh, think on that, and then we'll move on. Um, Declan, I I agree with you. I think it is obviously a cup set just because, like. The obviously where they are in the league and what leagues they're in, so I think you definitely need to say it, it kind of is. But if you look at it more closely, as we were talking about, I think um, there's definitely teams that are in the championship that are capable of beating the teams in the top flight. And obviously, Inverness has been on a good run of form. I think before that game, they were unbeaten in four, so. But yeah, I'd still say it's a it's a cup set. Okay, okay. Um, Lewis, I'd say yes, just based off the fact that it's Premiership versus Championship. You always expect the Premiership team to come to the top, but at the same time, I'd say it wasn't a result I looked at and with shock. You know that Ross County had been beaten by Inverness. So I think again, the Championship and bottom sides of the Premiership, there isn't too much to separate there. Okay, okay. Um, right. Let's let's move on. We've spent a wee bit of time on that. Um, let's move on to Rangers versus Cove Rangers. Um, I had it down in my note as Rangers versus Rangers, which was uh, a mistake. But um, well, I suppose the result speaks for itself. Um, you know, an absolute. Well, I suppose in terms of it, it's not a thrashing because it, it could have been worse. But four um, 0 was the result. Um, what did you guys think of the game, uh, Declan? Um, yeah, so it was basically, I think, obviously, the draw got made before Rangers played yesterday evening, so I think everyone knew it was just a formality that it was going to be an old firm or the Glasgow derbies. Uh, you need to be careful got. with that. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think, yeah, I watched it. It was a formality. Rangers were going to win. You could just tell straight away they were just bobbing it about. One touch passing. Cove, can you get a touch on them? Um, I'm actually surprised that it ended 4-0 and it kind of fair play to Cole for coming out and, and keeping it at that score because I thought it could have been a cricket score the way things were going in that first half um, um, Yep, there you go I was going to say, I thought you'd finished I was going to say Lewis um, but if you've got more than feel free to add on No, no, on you go, that's, that's basically all it comes uh, Lewis? Yeah, I think looking at that game it's not one you're surprised with you've expected Rangers to win they've not been beaten at home all season in, in the league and they've only conceded two goals or something so you expected Gove to go there with a difficult task on their hands four and a half at half time you were expecting a bit more but they've done well it's a, I don't know whether I didn't get to catch the second half only watched the highlights in that sense so I don't know whether it was more Gove doing well or Rangers sort of taking their foot off the gas a little bit but you've got to give credit to the, the league one side going there and keeping them quiet in the second half what Paul Hartley will probably be more worried about is the injury to Jamie Mason, a. Mason, who came off, was stretched off for an injury in the second half. I think, I think it was Rangers more taking the foot off the gas, to be honest, because the way things were going in the first half, it, it just looked like Cove were never, never, you know, going to see 
that's staying the same. But like the fair, like fair play to Paul Hartley, you know, it's I don't know if it's he's kind of stuck to his guns and he's went there and he's trying to play out for the back and stuff. But it just shows that like when you play that level of position and you're a team like Cove, you just get punished. Mm-hmm. I, from a, a supporter's point of view, um, you know, if you're a Rangers fan, are you disappointed at seeing Rangers take the foot off the gas, uh, Lewis? Maybe you're not disappointed. I mean, you were disappointed, probably just maybe a wee bit frustrated that you couldn't go and kick on, score a few more goals, you know, bring on some substitutes, get them some confidence boost. I mean, that is different. It just need any more of a confidence boost than being unbeaten in, in dom- uh, domestic football so far, but. I think they'll just be happy to go through, especially we've seen the draw before the game. Uh, Declan? Yeah, I think I think they just will be. They've been wanting more goals, one hundred percent. You you could tell from the outset that they were really they were really going for this. You know, they kind of their, their team was still strong. You know, I think it was the usual suspects. They kind of brought right in and they had Bassey and McLaughlin, but they still had they still had a loss like their main guys on the park, and you could tell they were. They're going to go and grab the game by the scruff of the neck, and I think yeah, probably they're just, you know, Gerard's. He strikes me as the type of manager who's never he's never happy, mm. and he's always he's always kind of looking for more. So he probably if he was to pick holes in that one, he'd probably say I wanted another four. Okay, Uh Just a quick question on the draw. Obviously, Declan, you mentioned that the draw happened before the Rangers Cove Rangers game kicked off. Does that then give the team, you know, Rangers saying that they had Celtic uh, in the next round or, you know, if they bet Cove that it would be Celtic in the next round, does that give them an extra incentive to go out and, and show that, you know, show up, give a performance to their fans and say, we want this, you know, this tie in the next round? Or was it just a case of it was only Cove Rangers, it was sort of a formality anyway, um, Lewis? I think if you ask sort of Stephen Gerrard and the players that question, they'd probably say no, we're going to beat whoever we want, but subconsciously I think there'll be something deep down that'll think this is who we're facing next round, you know, let's go out, get through this tie and on to the next one. Uh, Declan? Yeah, definitely, definitely with us. Knew that draw was coming and they, they were definitely going to make sure they were, they were in that pot. Uh, well, even just there for the next the next game, even because the draw was obviously made. But I think that um, it just it just shows what kind of the current state is. Like maybe before, they would they would have been a bit apprehensive playing us. Not that they ever like went out and get knocked out intentionally, so they could uh, no no play Celtic. But I think from from their point of view, like the the obviously the fear factor isn't there anymore with Celtic. So they mm. they'd have seen that as another opportunity to. To kind of get one over on Celtic, already doing it with blowing the the chances of winning the title, and then this is another chance to go on and win the double. So, mm. but then, but then from a Celtic perspective as well, I think it's another chance for for them to like, for even get like a you know get like something back and restore a wee bit of pride and go on a run and win the cup. Hmm. Okay, um, let's move on to the Celtic Falkirk game then. Um, it was a game that sort of struck me early on that this is going to take to the second half for it to kind of kick on and for Celtic to get the goals that they needed. I suppose as time went on, you felt like, oh my God, this could be Ross County all over again. Um, but obviously got the goals, comfortable 3-0 win. Um, what did you guys think of the game, uh, Declan? Yeah, I think... Um... I know, I know. Obviously, this season, and like 
there's been times where we have just been so lacklustre and like not exciting, but just thought like the game was a formality and Falkirk never never troubled really at all, I don't think. And obviously I think it was just a matter of a matter of time before Celtic went on to take the lead and obviously to go on to go and win the game three 0 does does probably build a wee bit of confidence, but I think that the the eyes would have been on, kind of just you know getting past them and and progressing and winning this this tournament. So I think obviously Kennedy will be taking it seriously. Um, but yeah, I think it was obviously a slow slow start. It'd been been nice to see kind of more goals in the first half, but all all that matters really is is the win. Uh, Lewis. Yeah, I think personally it wasn't a concern, you know, going in now at half time because it's but well maybe I suppose what we have seen recently is a, a trend of creating chances in the first half but not taking them and that happened again. But I don't think there was ever a point where I would say I was worried that Falkirk would come into the game. So it's it's they'll take it a three 0 win then, you know, once they scored the first, I must say it's great to see James Forrest. Uh, back scoring goals, especially after months out with injury, you know, it's not been a great time for him recently, but it's really good to see him back and he'll be pushing for Scotland squad now as well. But I think there'll be a section of sport who might be delighted that Kennedy got through this and he's a step closer to the 10 games that have got a bet on. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Um, it was good to see Forrest score. Um, when I was covering the game live, I genuinely thought the keeper had a howler with the shot that he took, but I didn't realise it took a, yeah, it's take a wee deflection. Um, but it was a great goal. But can I just say something about Forrest? His beard just doesn't suit him. See, he's, <laughs> he's a guy that has a beard and knows if a beard suits somebody, it, it just does not suit him at all. Um, I prefer that childlike James Forrest. Sort of, it sort of um, is iconic look. Um, so yeah, he looks weird with a with a beard. Um, see, just to add on on what like we're kind of summarising from that game, mm-hmm. I think that may be the game that that is like the final straw for Griffiths. Like I just feel so like it just I don't know, he just I think that's him done now to be honest after after seeing that game. He's just so he's he's just not like sharp. He's just so off the boil and his face just told a story when he was when he was sitting on the side. Uh, and it was just he just looked he just looked done, I think that kind of be the game now that people look at him and be like, nah, I think he's like definitely done. And yeah. I think it is, obviously, I'd agree. I think he is probably best for all parties if he does move on. I, I think the thing about Lee Griffiths, and I had a rant about people suggesting that he deserved to be in the Scotland squad, which he didn't, by the way. Um, the thing about him is he had his day six years ago, uh, or five years ago, uh, the 2015-16 season. Without him, Celtic would not have... I don't think Celtic would have secured that, that year's title because Aberdeen were pushing them really hard. And without Griffith's contributions, you know, Celtic would have they would have been in trouble. Um, he's been a great servant to the club, but there's only so far that being a great servant to the club can take you. And coming back from pre-season, not being fit, uh, during lockdown, playing on TikTok while others are out there busting their their backside like Klamala was to get fitter and to be a better player than he already was it, it, it signifies to me that he doesn't care and I could be wrong in that and people can have a different opinion 
but the attitude that he shows just isn't of what you would expect from a professional athlete. So I would say that, yeah, this this game, you say this game was maybe the time that people realise Griffiths hasn't been, you know, it's at the game that he, he sort of realises that he's not for Celtic anymore. I say that happened maybe a couple of years ago, but I, I see your point. And, mm. um, I, I mean, in terms of, just in terms of him more so, I know a lot of supporters were, have been fed up with him for a while. And personally, I've I've gave him, I've kind of cut him slack all the time. And even at the start of the season, when there was obviously trouble with his fitness and stuff, I was always like, ah, oh, nah, like bring him back, he, he'll do well. And even the game in, at the start of the year against Rangers, I thought it was the right decision putting him in. But it's just, it just seems like it's just, he's never learning now. And I feel like maybe a lot of, it's obviously, Difficult for him. He's had his he's had his difficult like his difficulties as well. Yeah. But I feel as though in, in, in that position you just can't afford to take the foot off the gas as much as he has. And and from a personal point of view for him, I yeah. think more so he would always thought in himself that he was good enough that he, he's always he's never lacked belief and he's he's never thought, right, my, my time's up. But I, I just thought like his kind of face told a story and he he, he probably realised just that at the weekend like that like, like he's done himself mm-hmm. and maybe I'm wrong and he'd probably come out and say otherwise <laughs> but I, I just think that it's, it's probably best anyway that that he moves on yeah no I, I don't disagree uh Lewis have you got any thoughts on that yeah no I just completely agree you know I think one thing that maybe could mean he is here next season is purely based off numbers you know I think he's gonna lose so many players in this talker Patrick Clamalla going out on loan as well. So I think the one thing that could see him stay here is is uh, the number of players. But obviously, it's looking more and more likely as the days go that Eddie Howe will be the next boss. And recently, I think we've seen Defoe come out and say some stuff about how and how, well, how and how, uh, <laughs> how he's let him go. But I think that could be a similar situation to Lee Griffiths because in terms of fitness, I don't think he'll be a player that. He, he will he will fancy. No, I'd probably see him at Aberdeen with Scott Brown. Who would ever thought that? But no, that was the no. rumor. I seen that last week that, that that could be a thing. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Um, probably two of the most hated guys in Aberdeen a couple of years ago. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, uh, let's move on then. We've, we've covered all the games that I suppose we we kind of had to cover. Um, let's move on to the fourth round draw. Um, Aberdeen versus Livingston, Forfar Athletic versus Dundee United, Kilmarnock versus Montrose, Motherwell versus Greenock Morton, St Johnston versus Clyde, St Mirren versus Inverness, or Stranraer uh, versus Queen of the South or Hibernian, um, and Celtic versus Rangers, well, Rangers versus Celtic, if you want to be pedantic. Um, anything other than the, the Old Firm slash Glasgow Derby um, that sort of stands out as a big game for you, uh, Lewis? I think the one St Mirren and Vernes could be an interesting one, you know, mm. to see how the championship side do against a, a decent St Mirren side who probably should be in the top six, but they're just unfortunately miss out. Other, I think there's some good ties in terms of Forfar, obviously the bottom of League One, but they'll be they'll be fancy and sort of Dundee United coming to their place mm. could be an interesting one. Kamara could be strugglers against Montrose, you know, there's a few interesting ties and. It's cliche, but the Scottish Cup, you just you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I suppose it's the drama of the cup. Um, Declan, what about yourself? I probably agree with Lewis in terms of the St Mirren and Verness game will be interesting. I think it's another 
kind of big test for Inverness and they to kind of show what they can do. But I think obviously the main one, Rangers Celtic and then Aberdeen Livingston will be uh, mm. an interesting kind of tie. But I think um, the other games you can, I think you can kind of pick who would who would go through. Mm. Most of them, anyway, you know, there's, but as we all know, like, the Cup, who knows what can happen every year, there seems to be always a couple upsets, obviously we've already seen one this year with Brora, and then I remember a few years ago, even Junior Sidock and Lake beat Air, so, yeah, it's it's just that it's difficult to kind of, I wouldn't be putting, you know, a lot of money on any of the kind of, <laughs> any of the kind of, you know, teams to, to beat their, who their favourites over, but. I think obviously that most of them can all look like a formality. I think for me the the game that stands out is Inverness and St Mirren, but also Aberdeen and Livingston. Um, I think that can be a, a really great encounter. And if Stephen Glass is in his position by then, um, you know that that could make a great start and sort of his his aim for the season could be to get Aberdeen, uh, you know, a trophy. That'd be great going into to next season with your first full season ahead of you. So I think that could be a, a really interesting tie. Um, I said before the tie that Celtic would get Rangers. I said that I, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. It's a tie I wanted to see because it's, it, I think, and I've said this in previous uh, episodes, Celtic this season against Rangers, they lost 2-0 at Celtic Park, deservedly so. Decimated by COVID, not an excuse. Rangers deserve to win. Celtic at Ibrooks deserved more than what they got. I think I won't be controversial in saying that Celtic played Rangers off the field that day um, and were sucker punched by a, an own goal um, from Callum McGregor. Then you look at the game a couple of weeks ago uh, and it's 1-1. Celtic again were, controlled the game. Although they've not yet to register a win against Rangers, it's a tie I fancy Celtic to, to win. And I, it, it's one that I think there should be motivation there for the Celtic players to say this. their season is built on a double. Their season is built on being uh, invincible in the league. Uh, and to add the cup to that would would you know be the, the cherry on top. Celtic's goal should then be, well, we are the only team in Scotland that have won the league, have won a treble invincibly. I think that that's motivation enough to stop Rangers. So I I, I genuinely see um, this tie being a, a great encounter for the neutral, but it's it's one I'm buzzing to, to watch from a Celtic point of view because I think that Celtic could really, really do a number. Um, but... As we say, we'll, we'll need to wait and see. And anytime I predict anything, it always goes the other way. So if I've already jinxed Celtic, <laughs> I apologise. Um, but yeah, um, I was going to read out the fifth round draw, but I, I, we can do that after the, the fourth round draw. That That's one thing that really annoyed me, by the way. Why in the, you know, why, why did they do two draws at the same time? It, it, it just annoyed me because it meant I had to wait longer to see what else was happening, but also... I don't see the point in it. Just wait to the fourth round or you know, fifth round ties are over and then do the draw. It just uh, it baffles me, but modern football. Um, I think we've both covered everything that we need to cover, um, unless you guys have any, any other opinions. Just probably to expand on the, the draw with Rangers uh, a wee bit. Um, I think it's, it'll be interesting to see like how how we kind of go into that game. You know, if 
anymore. I think when when is the game scheduled for? Is it two weeks from now? Yeah, it will be seventeenth to eighteenth. That matter probably the guess is eighteenth the Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's, it's a weird one because I think from a professional side of things, we've like Celtic have got to see that from from a another opportunity to to kind of damage their season. You know, because I think if if you do that, it's not going to be. I think if they go unbeaten in the league, it's obviously not going to be as good as as the invincible season. But I think uh, that you know they'll it will be talked about is right up there so I think if you could go and and, and obviously if they won they won the Scottish Cup as well so obviously if you go and kind of take that away from them as well then from you've got they've got to be happy with that draw especially getting them earlier in the competition I think it's obviously more nervy if you get them late on and it could be more damaging I'm, I'm sure like obviously losing in a final or a semi-final it would be worse but yeah, getting them early on and kind of having another having time to kind of go go and push on and, and see what happens but like, I was speaking to, I was speaking to like a kind of boy in uni who's a, who's a Rangers fan he was just asking me how like I was feeling it was interesting to see his his thoughts because you'd think from a Rangers point of view uh, the, you know they've they've kind of done fairly well against us I know we've, we've said that they've, they've not played great but you, they've not really had to they've not really had to you know they've just yeah. they've just kind of got their results and He's and we both seen kind of different point. He was saying like he's not confident whatsoever with his words. He just thought he was saying from more the side of they were battered the last time, two times they played Celtic, and they lucked out eighty four points in two games. Mm-hmm. And he just thinks that the, you know they they can't keep getting luck and getting the results going against them. So it's so it's interesting to see someone that's actually not confident for their for their side of things. But I was I was more of the opinion that like how how more many times can can we have the chance you know we've had we've had golden opportunities to to go and beat them and and we've struggled with like fair enough we've played well but we've not beat them and I just I just think like how many more how many more times are we going to play well like and outplay them you know I, I just can't see that continuing like or very well it could obviously it's a possibility but just it might be unlikely that, that just continues to happen and and we'll so it's, it's it's obviously interesting to see both sides, but I just I just don't know how many more times we can we can play well, and I think there might be a time that comes where we obviously we don't and we get punished. I think it'll be interesting this sort of managerial situation, you know. Obviously, it is looking like Eddie Howe at this stage, but either way, I don't think the whoever's appointed them, I don't think they should be in the dugout for this game. But it will get it will hopefully or it should give players a boost. You know we've got something to play for next season. Even we've got a fifth Scottish Cup in a row to, to aim for, so it's it'll be an intriguing tie. You know, I I think there was people saying on Twitter, I hope Eddie Howe's in the dugout for this game. On what just be a bit reluctant. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. What planet are you on? Like in an no ideal way. world, I would say I'd love to have him in the dugout, get as early as possible. But I just think in terms of Celtic sport, he loses in that game and people start panicking. And it's, it's just not a great situation. I, I wouldn't personally. I'd, I think we need to be patient with somebody, whoever the yeah. next manager is, but it's just the way the Celtic support are, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the people say that they want them in to like, assess the squad and stuff. So I don't mind them doing that behind the scenes. Yeah, you can do, do that. Behind, that's what I was going to say. You can do that from, from not being involved in, and kind of getting involved in a mess that was left by someone else. So uh, I, I, I don't think it would be the sensible option to bring them in now. Yeah, no, I agree. Um. It quite it makes you question what planet people are on. Like, why would you want Eddie Howe if it is him? Uh, um, but why would you want him to come in 
to take charge of that mess. And the only sort of answer I can give is they want them to come in, then Celtic lose, and it gives people a chance to, to take shots at them. Um, so that, that would be my only reason, because I, I, I don't see any benefits of them coming in early, um, other than to assess the squad. But as I say, as you say, you can do that from behind the scenes. So, yeah. Um, should be a good, interesting couple of months for Celtic, I think, um, with the impending announcement of a new manager. Um, it's a big season ahead for we'll them. get an announcement on Tuesday as well of Dominic McKay starting officially three months early. So, yeah, I've seen that. That, that, that'll be interesting as well. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any, I don't think there is anything. I think we've, we've covered it quite well. Um, just apologies to anyone's team that hasn't been covered in great detail. Um, there's just not enough time. Just enough. quickly on that, like a few of the goals, unbelievable. <laughs> I think it was a few from uh, Montrose and. Uh, for for some overhead kicks, it was some brilliant goals and the best ones of the competition. Mm. I I just I was like, oh, so many games you got. I think yeah. you can't come. You you can't do it in that that space of time. But um, thoroughly enjoyed that. I hope you guys um had a good time. Uh, I did, uh, and I hope everyone listening um enjoyed it. Absolutely hate doing these outros. Um, it's the worst that I prefer doing it. Um, post edit for whatever reason, I'm I'm not able to do that at the moment. So um, thanks very much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you haven't already followed the podcast twitter on twitter it's at the stefano talks and we will see you again next monday at 4 p.m on spotify itunes and google podcast